like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for June 29th, 2008, and we're going to be picking up where we left off regarding the, uh, the where we segued into this whole discussion of portals and stargates and these types of things relating this to the Lakeland Todd Bentley um, revival, which is one of the main goals that they're talking about, that they're trying to accomplish here is opening these, these stargates and portals. Going further with this article from Tom Horn, it said, Following an interview with Stephen Quayle last week, I received a substantial amount of email from people wanting to know more about my book, The Armenian Gate. Now again, this is Tom Horn talking. And he's got a pretty amazing website where it gets into a lot of this stuff. Um, if you ever, you can go up to his website and subscribe to his free newsletter. He just sends out one per week, but it will beyond load your boat. I mean, you could literally stay up there reading those articles, probably, if you read every one of them, it'd probably take you a couple days per week. That's how much information this guy puts out. Um, so you do a keyword search for, probably Tom Horn would be the easiest way, and uh, you'll find him. So, Stephen Quayle was asking him about his book on Armenian Gate, and the subject of interdimensional doorways came up. Some wondered of the metaphysical stargates. Now, this is a Christian talking about this, okay? Some wondered of the metaphysical stargates that were astral soul projection could occur, while others had questions about the etheric energy alignments between points of interstellar space, allowing vib vibrational energies to pass through distances of the space time continuum. Now, I know that was a mouthful, but they're kind of talking about the different aspects of these, these gates that we're in reference to here. This is what I've been talking about from the moment I mentioned time-dimensional doorways and the entities that can move and do move through them. Since the beginning of time and on every continent of the world, the record bears the frightening image of those who come through these gates. See, this isn't something that's some modern aberration of the last 20 years. This has been happening since the beginning of recorded time. These entities have been coming through the gates. Remember, we're just in one dimension here. Okay, there's the first heaven, the second heaven, the third heaven. These represent different dimensions. Okay? And this is why when they come to our dimension, we can't see them. Unless they, unless they choose to manifest themselves to us. Which normally they don't. But people that actually invite these things through through these dimensions, through witchcraft, have many times seen them. And that's what we're going to talk about next. We ended one part of this feature pointing out that many scholars believe that the sky, the sea, and the physical earth contain extra-dimensional entities. In some cases, these beings are described as locked away, or contained behind barriers of some type, as in the gates. But with warnings to humans about seeking their communion... When contact is desired, beings of startling similarity have often materialized from the sky, sea, or beneath the earth's surface, as they did in the biblical narrative of 1 Samuel that we just talked about, where they ascended up from out of the earth. They were as gods that ascended up out of the earth, as the way the witch saw them, the witch of Endor. The story of 1 Samuel 28 makes reference to these beings as gods. When Saul asked the woman with a familiar spirit, what had scared her so much, she answered, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. Okay, now we have, have that groundwork laid. Let's talk about Aleister Crowley. 
1918, the famed occultist Aleister Crowley, who also was an original member of the Order of the Golden Dawn, he went on to start his um, highly satanic group called the OTO, the Order Templar Orientis. Aleister, Aleister Crowley, the self-styled great beast, who came up with the, with the slogan, Do What Thou Will, will be the whole of the law, who influenced many of these rock groups like Led Zeppelin, Ozzy Osbourne, the Beatles. He was actually on the back of the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band, on the back of the jacket. He's one of their many people that they revered, and they hated Jesus Christ. Aleister Crowley, the same man that bragged about how he would... Um, sexually molest little boys and then kill them. The same man that said he did everything he, he could possibly do in order to serve Satan, including eating his own feces. I tried to watch a documentary on him one time, and it was so sickening. He was a heroin addict also. That man was so sick and so depraved. You couldn't even watch a documentary about him, hardly. And not just be sickened. But see, that's how Satan is. If you want to really go the distance for Satan, he will take you to the depths of sin that you can't even conceive as, as just a normal functioning person. You can't conceive of the kind of depravity we're talking about Aleister Crowley was involved with. And it's kind of funny. One of the things Aleister Crowley, this man I just described, was so obsessed with was opening these gates that we're talking about. Let's talk about that right now. 1918 famed occultist Aleister Crowley attempted to create a dimensional vortex that would bridge the gap between the world, seen and unseen. See, Aleister Crowley, it wasn't enough for him to defile those innocent victims that he, he defiled, these children. See, what these occultists do, the reason they love children so much is they actually try to vampirize the energy of their innocence from them. Because Satan loves to defile innocence. Don't you just hate Satan? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> We're supposed to hate sin. D David talked about how I hate them with a perfect hatred. I hate Satan. I'm not, supposed to, I'm not saying we're supposed to be going around consumed with hate. But there are certain things we are supposed to hate. And sin's one of them. And he is the father of sin and the father of lies. So, Aleister Crowley, in 1918, attempted to bridge the gap between the world of the seen and the unseen through this dimensional vortex, or gate. The ritual, which is very, very high-level witchcraft, was called the Amalantra working. And according to Crowley, became successful when a presence manifested through this rift, or this gate, See, he did this very, 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 very high-level witchcraft ceremony to do this. Okay? This was one of the pivotal things in his life. Probably, if you were to have questioned Crowley while he was living, he would probably say this was the pivotal moment of his whole life, was opening this gate and this, and this Amalantra working. And when he did this high-level witchcraft ceremony to open this gate... A presence came through. He called the being Lom. 
L-A-M, and drew a portrait of it, which I'm looking at right now. The startling image, detailed almost 90 years ago, bears powerful similarity with the, with the alien greys of the later pop culture. I mean, this thing does look very similar, other than it has the same, sight, same shaped head as a grey, it's just the eyes are a lot smaller. But other than that, it looks almost identical. Isn't that weird? Huh. And we're getting all these UFOs and this gray things, and huh. And they seem to be able to jump between interdimensional things, because a lot of times these UFOs just disappear out of nowhere. Or, or when people are, are supposedly, when they're getting abducted, these things actually materialize through walls. It's as though they're of another dimension. Could it be that they're demonic? To a certain extent? trying to tie all this together that we've talked about in so many other teachings that I've done. There's no way I can condense everything down for you. But I'm telling you, this information that I'm talking about today confirms and explains how a lot of what has went on is going on. And the Bible talks about lest Satan get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. I believe it's 2 Thessalonians 2.11. If we're ignorant of Satan's devices, he can get an advantage of us. We can be destroyed for lack of knowledge, according to Hosea 4.6. And that's not something where we want to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. It's the beginning of all those. It's not just the beginning of wisdom. So the fear of God is intricately related with receiving true knowledge. Without the fear of God, you will get proud and the knowledge that you're going to start receiving, you're going, to, you're, you're going to start embracing false knowledge because that pride has blinded you to the truth. Nearly three decades after the alarm trial working, rocket scientist and co-founder of Jet Propulsion Laboratory, Jack Parsons, and his pal, L. Ron Hubbard, of the Church of Scientology founder, now I've done a whole study on L. Ron Hubbard, in this particular thing, on Scientology. If you want to know about any subject that I'm talking about, just go to my homepage, and there's a little box on the right-hand side, and just type in, like, whatever word you want to know about. Scientology, uh, Catholicism, uh, whatever. Type it in that box, and, and it'll do a keyword search of my teachings. So, this was about three decades later, after Crowley opened this doorway to this LAM entity, Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard, who was... L. Ron Hubbard was a Satanist, and so was Jack Parsons. They were Satanists. L. Ron Hubbard was just a plant to start a cult. That's all he ever was. He believed that when Aleister Crowley died, he adopted Crowley's mantle as the great beast. This is the kind of person that, that, that's, at, that's at the head of the Scientology that's so praised in Hollywood right now. Like by good old Tom Cruise. People don't look into, into the origins of these things. The Bible says if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, the foundations are so corrupted for these false religions. And, but people don't look into it. Sounds good, so they do it. So, Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard conducted a second ritual, three, three decades later, called the Babylonian Working, in an attempt to reopen the gateway created by Crowley. The two men were not seeking an audience with Lom, though, this time. 
They wanted the spirit of Babylon. The archetypal divine feminine. I wonder if that could have anything to do with like the whore, the, the, the great whore that, that rides the beast in the Revelation, you know. Anyway, the archetypal divine feminine to pass through the portal and to incarnate itself within a human being. The whore of Babylon. They wanted this, this entity to incarnate itself within a human being. Many adepts of the Anakian magic, which is a very, very high level form of cer- what they call ceremonial magic, many adepts of Anakian magic in the Ordo Templar Orientis, which is what we talked about Crowley started, many adepts of these two occultic uh, belief systems believe that they did succeed in this thing that they were trying to accomplish. And that she, the whore of Babylon, walks, walks the earth today. Well, just like the Antichrist walks the earth today. We're, we're, we're right on the cusp of the, uh, of the tribulation. Not a whole lot more has to happen. Antichrist is walking the earth. He just hasn't manifested and taken his seat or position of power yet because the Lord has held him back up until this point. It would come as no surprise as the Babylonian and earlier gods have been coming through the gates for some time. The universal timeless phenomenon is recorded in the mythos of every ancient culture. A popular hypothesis, sometimes called the ancient astronaut theory, claims that superintelligent beings have been visiting the earth through these dimensional gates for ages. These are the gods of mythology and responsible for creating the human species. That's the ancient astronaut theory. Now, I've done a whole teaching on this. Just key in the word ancient in the box on my homepage and you'll find it. It's very, very interesting. It's, 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 it's how the Raelians view this. That these people and these aliens that are coming down and abducting people and appearing, and this is becoming... I'm talking... These, these alien spaceship sightings are, are starting to get to a fever pitch. I mean, there was one that was a mile wide that was sighted by hundreds of people over Texas recently. They're all over the internet on YouTube and stuff. They're, they're starting to talk about these things um, on the nightly news the other night. They talked about this uh, ones over England. It was on world news. Why? Because they're conditioning us. This is part of the end time delusion that most pastors won't even touch. And as a result of them not wanting to touch it, when it all comes down and it happens, they're not going to have a clue to really explain what's going on. And they're going to have like that expression that says kind of like egg on their face, because it's going to be like, well, it, they're going to have to get up to speed real quick. Because their congregation is going to come to them and say, how do we explain this biblically? How does this line up with the Bible? And I'm telling you, it totally lines up with the Bible. And I've done all kinds of teachings on this, that I don't have time to get into that down that rabbit trail today. But these people that are getting abducted, which is a proven fact, 2-3% of the population said they've, they've had some type of abduction experience. That's conservative. 2-3? to three? We're talking millions and millions and millions of people. And you're telling me they're all nuts? Well, they may, be all, they may all have a lot of demonic doorways open, because those are typically the type of people that get abducted. Either they have generational witchcraft or sin... There's something going on, New Age influences, witchcraft background. These are the people that typically get abducted. They can't all be crazy, though. So, when they're 
educated by these entities that they're having these encounters with, they always claim that we are your creators, you're our you're our little science project, meaning the human race, and that we created you millions and millions of years ago and seeded the planet, and now we've got to come back and police our science experiment because you've made such a mess of everything that we've got to come back and straighten it out. And right now, we're appearing through things like UFOs and Hollywood is saturating the TV with these types of things and these close encounters of the third kind and all these other things that are happening on the weird side. We're doing this on purpose to prepare the human race for the day of disclosure. When your government comes forward and acknowledges that, yes, we've been working with these entities and that they're actually our good buddies and they're here for our benefit, but we just couldn't tell you till now because you couldn't handle the truth. There's a ton of people out there in the UFO community that are pushing for this official disclosure. And the main reason they're pushing for it is because they want the technology that these supposed aliens, or really in reality, Nephilim beings possess. And we have the Nephilim, we have fallen angels, we have demons, devils. There's overlap here. But the main reason these people in the UFO community want this disclosure to happen is because they want the technology that the aliens possess. I don't want any of their stinking technology. Don't desire anything from them. Because it will come at a price far greater than you're going to want to pay. If, if, if the devil gives you something, you know, the price that you have to pay for it is not going to be something you're going to want to pay. It's going to be far greater than you can bear. But again, man in his self-centered uh, persona, they, he always wants the goodies. And in this case, it's the technology. We've already got technology that, that, that could totally do away with oil, do away with electrical plants. There's so many things that are being suppressed right now. It's, it's not even funny, but it's suppressed. We are the, the people at the top of the food chain, the globalist elite, the New World Order, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, they're suppressing this. They want us to be in bondage. So, in this um, this popular theory called the ancient astronaut theory, claims that these super intelligent beings have been visiting the Earth for for ages. They created the human species. In an introduction to his best-selling book *Chariots of the Gods* by Eric von Daniken, who it might be argued as the father of the ancient astronaut theory, so we know this guy's a devil. He said, quote, I claim that our forefathers, meaning these aliens, or, or that's how they appear, our forefathers received visits from the universe in the remote past. Even though I do not yet know who these extraterrestrial intelligences were, or, or where they're from, or which planet they came from, I nevertheless proclaim that these strangers annihilated part of mankind existing at the time, and produced a new, perhaps the first, Homo sapiens species, which is us. Well, in the, you know, in the beginning, God created man and woman, you know, in His image, He created us. But no, that they always have to contradict the Bible. They never, ever, ever point people to Jesus Christ when these people are getting, having these encounters. Never, ever. Jesus Christ was only an ascended master in their eyes. Which is exactly what the New Age is saying as well. So you see all this confirmation there. 
As illustrated in Hollywood films Contact and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Von Daniken's premise took America by storm in the 1960s with the proposition that mankind was possibly an offspring of ancient, perhaps ongoing, extraterrestrial experiment. See, that's all we are, is a big science experiment for their pleasure. UFOlogists like Daniken assert that the gods of the mythological record may have been evidence of in a reaction to the encounter with other worldly beings. Nothing like not giving the Lord Jesus Christ the credit. But see, Satan never does that. Ever. He's always going to give some other entity the credit. Anything that Satan can do to put doubt in your mind about the Word of God. And can you imagine when all this stuff starts to really go down? We've just seen the birth pangs of it. When all this stuff really starts to go down, when we actually do have official disclosure, and possibly World War III is going on at the same time, and the Antichrist is starting to rise to power, and you've got Todd Bentley, like, you know, now it's going to be like times ten probably. The line signs and wonders and delusion. They're going to increase. They're going to strengthen. They're going to get... And then all the religions are going to start coming together. Do you know how strong you're going to have to be in your faith? Or how grounded you're going to have to be in the Word of God in order to resist all that? Now, I'm not saying that because you can't do it. You obviously can do it. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. But I'm telling you, you better get this stuff settled now. Because if you wait, you're not going to have an answer. You're, 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 you're going to be taken unawares. And, and at bare minimum, you're not going to be able to be used like God would have liked to have used you. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people with the, with the real answers. I think that most of the pastors are going to be like dumb dogs, like the Bible talks to them about. They're not going to have a clue. There's going to be... God's going to need people to, to set forth truth about these types of things. I mean, he always works through his, his remnant, right? Now, I said all that. Now I'm going to talk about a group called the Stardoves. And again, I'm talking about this, I started out with Todd Bentley. They're talking about opening all these portals and these gateways and these stargates. Okay? This is unbiblical. Where, where does it say we're supposed to do this in the Bible? Where we're supposed to open interdimensional doorways to demonic entities so that they can come in and defile us? Where, I just haven't saw the book, chapter, and verse on that yet. I mean, do you think the good angels need that? I don't think so. But see, the ones that God has put restrictions on they do need that. Now, the Bible does all kind of make a, a veiled reference to this in uh, Thessalonians, and this is where it talks about the strong delusion at the same time. In Thessalonians chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, I'll just read this. Uh, and, and again, this is, this is talking about the end times we're living in. So it says in verse 3, Let no man deceive you that by any means for that day, I mean the day of Christ's return, his gathering together of his elect, shall not come except there come a falling away first, this is the falling away of the apostasy of the church, and that the man of sin be revealed and the son of perdition. 
So these are the two things that have to happen before Christ comes back. Falling away, and the man of sin has to be revealed. Most people don't see the and the man of sin be revealed. They say, oh no, uh, no, it, we're going to get raptured, and then the Antichrist is going to be revealed. No, it says that the day of Christ coming back is not going to come except there come a falling away first, and, this is part of the package deal here, and the man of sin be revealed. Antichrist is going to be revealed to us, whether you believe in pre-trib, mid-trib, pre-wrath, or post-trib. You're going to see the Antichrist. Bare minimum. I'm not going to get into a theological debate today on the tribulation. Or on, on the rapture. But I'm just saying, whatever you want to believe, and we're all going to know soon enough, <laughs> about the tribulation, about the rapture, who opposes and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is in worship. This is the Antichrist. So that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now when he really commits the abomination of desolation, at the midpoint of the tribulation, it's gonna, and then it's going to start the great tribulation. Three and a half years into it. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Verse 6. And now you know that, now you know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity, or sin, iniquity, the full embodiment of sin, the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Well, he's already working all right. Just look at what we're talking about today. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. This implies that something is holding back the mystery of iniquity until that holding force be taken out of the way. I believe that the hand of God is slowly being pulled off this earth as sin defiles the earth. That hand where God's holding this back is being slowly removed. I mean, how could you, how could you not think that? All you got to do is look around. And as evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, according to Second Thessalonians or Second Timothy two three thirteen. Oh, it's happening all right, and the Bible predicted it was going to happen. And then it says in verse eight, and then that wicked shall be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. So this implies that there's a force who's not letting this happen fully at this point. Now, going back to this article, the Stargates, okay? There is a group of high-level witches, occultists, New Agers, whatever you want to call them, that are dedicated to this. So see, they're an absolute league with Todd Bentley. They flat-out stated this is one of their main goals... In fact, it was the first thing they mentioned in the article that I just quoted. They are opening the northern stargate to the nations. The porter of the third heaven. The, the apostles prophesied over Bentley and said, Bentley was called to open the portals and the magical stargates to the third heaven around every city around the world. This is, this is one of their absolute total main goals is to open these stargates to let these demonic, fallen angelic entities that are appearing as ministers of righteousness or angels of light spirit, that's their main goal. 
They're in absolute total league with these new age witches that are going around this country and around America. One group of them, they're called the Stardoves. And this is straight off their website. I, I downloaded this a long time. I went up. I've done so much research on this. I've went up. I watched videos of these, of these people, whatever they are. I have watched all kind of, of, of footage of them doing what they do. This is very serious to them. As it is to Todd Bentley. I'm looking at one of the pictures on their home pages and they've got an... A cross. It's an Ankh cross. It's a. It's like the uh, more the the pagan type cross, and they've got this flaming doorway with these serpents coming out and the all-knowing eye of Horus. I mean, it really looks Christian, you know. That this is th these people are as satanic as you could possibly get. They dress up the the two people at the top. They're very old. They dress up a lot of times like Egyptian pharaoh and in the his. Uh, wife or whatever, however they look. They have these Egyptian things they wear. They look absolutely ridiculous. But they have a gigantic following. There's many, they're just one of the many that are doing this. Satan is trying to use them to open these stargates and these portals, whatever you want to call them, just like Aleister Crowley did, just like L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons did, just like Todd Bentley is doing, in order to open these gateways to defile humanity with the demonic fallen angelic entities that they are inviting through, through witchcraft. Now, what they're doing, it says, come join the Stardoves and help them open the Stargate. You can actually go with these people while they do this, because they figure the more the merrier. And activating our inner earth portals. I'm reading right off their website. Join us in opening the Stargates. Performing this service requires awakened star seeds or light workers. Coordinate with us at at each sacred site, they actually have these sites that they go to that are demonically, fallen angelically cursed sites. Now, I've went in Florida, I've went to many of these sites and prayed over them. Physically went there. I think there's a different dynamic that takes place when you go there with a King James Bible and you pray over these places. But they go to these places with their group of witches seeking to open these doorways to these fallen angelic demonic entities. They're not just doing this for the fun of it. They're, they're doing it because there's results that are achieved. They refer to these sites as sacred sites. Then it says you, you can even participate by phone. Email. How do you participate by email? I don't get that one. Or in person. Then it says be one of those helping Mother Gaia to receive these special cosmic benedictions from the stars. I think they're starting to really wax poetic right now. And then it says, join the Stardoves on these star pilgrimages and return to the truth of who you are. It is part of the mission of the Intergalactic F Confederation of Peaceful Planets. What does that imply? These gray aliens, the ones that look like Lom, that Aleister Crowley invited through the portals. See, who's telling them to do this? Well, in part, these alien entities that have been visiting the earth, they're telling them this is something you need to do. Huh, wow. Kind of look at that in totality. The gray demonic Nephilim aliens are telling us that we need to do this, and they're using the highest level of cultists in order to accomplish that. And then you have Todd Bentley wanting to do the same thing.
And then you have high-level occultists like Aleister Crowley and L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons all wanting to do the same thing. Wow, that's, that's not really great company to be keeping, I don't think. But this mission of Intergalactic Confederation of Peaceful Planets have commissioned these star doves, which is this group I'm talking about, to initiate these energies into earthlings and starseeds. Now again, I, I can't define every one of their terms. It's beyond new age we're talking about here. And then it says in the next caption, Countdown to 2012. Well, what's 2012? Well, don't you know that's the end of the Mayan calendar? December 21st? The end of the Mayan calendar, when they say either the end of the world's going to occur, or we're going to go into another age, they say there's going to be all kind of cataclysm, cataclysmic events leading up to that time. December 1st, December 21st, 2012, the end of the Mayan calendar. That's what this is all about, too. Now, I could do a whole study on that, and I probably will do that in the future. This whole thing you're seeing now about the crystal skulls with, with Indiana Jones... These people are obsessed with crystal skulls. I'm going to do a teaching on that too, probably. These people, these, these startup guys are, are absolutely, this crystal skull thing totally is, is integral into that. They believe that there's 13 of these Mayan crystal skulls, and that if they bring them all together, that there will be some type of uh, energy or, or, or knowledge that is imparted into mankind. And this, and this will also be a, uh, something that will help save humanity. It's all witchcraft. But countdown to 2012, opening Mother Gaia's stargates and activating the inner earth portals. See, they talk a lot about the inner earth. Huh. And it talks about, you know, with the witch of Endor, she saw gods ascending out of the earth. And then if you do a lot of this research, you see these underground bases that the government has, where they may actually be working in conjunction with these entities. Hmm. Kind of makes you wonder. Then it goes on to say, Washington, D.C., Stargate opening and inner earth portal activation. These are, these are the things that they were going to. State of Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They have a big motorhome and they go around the country and they meet up with the different witch, witch bands and they, they do all this stuff. We go further and it says, now meet the star doves. And it shows this two, these two guys, two, this one lady. They, they both just look demon possessed to the toenails and they are. They're very old. They're quite old. And it shows this picture where, of them where it's with... The man is called Raja and the lady's called Mora. And it shows them standing here with the Grand Prior of the Scottish Knight Templars in Roslyn Chapel, Scotland. December of 2004. It shows uh, they're with them. So they're now yoked up with the Freemasons. Which is the which is the um, essence of the esoteric Babylonian mystery religions, which all ties into this as well. All of this is interrelated. Everything in the occult is interrelated. Mora, or the Lady of the Sun, and Raja are ambassadors deployed to Earth by these Interplanetary Council of Twelve. They work as global star shepherds and are brilliantly portrayed in the mega-author Brad Steiger's impressive books, The Fellowship, Spiritual Contact Between Humans and Other Outer Space Beings. And then they say that they're working with the one true, what they call Ashtar Command. Ashtar Command would be like 
what we think of as the gray aliens and, and the aliens from outer space, they refer to them many times as the Ashtar Command. Isn't it kind of funny that they're working on behalf of them, and they openly proclaim that? Now again, look at this company that Todd Bentley is actually keeping, because they're all, on, they're all trying to accomplish the same stuff. They may, they may go about it in different, slightly different ways, but they're still trying to open these stargates and let these demonic entities through. These star doves have called themselves the Aquarian Star Shepherds. They have set themselves apart in order to dedicate themselves and their lives to teaching all those that, quote, have ears to hear. Oh, good. So glad you're doing humanity such a wonderful disservice. And then it goes on to say about the impending galactic changes and the fulfillment of the intergalactic plan of the Aquarian Age. See, the problem is, is that when all the stuff that I described starts to really, really go down, and I know we're in the birth pangs of it now, but when it really starts to go down, that we described earlier, Disclosure, World War III, Antichrist arising, Ascended Masters coming. When all that strong delusion really gets to a fever pitch, and the church is there without a clue, and the pastors are like dumb dogs, for the most part, not all of them, but for the most part, when all that starts to go down, Christianity, for the most part, is going to look like a bunch of fools. Because they're not going to have any way to explain all the stuff that's going down. Whereas the New Age people... And the people probably like Todd Bentley, because they're going to be on board. And these people like these star doves, they're going to come to the forefront and say, Oh, brethren, we have the answer. You just couldn't handle it before. We're going to show you what all this really means. And Christianity, for the most part, is going to be totally discredited in most people's eyes, because there's going to be so few that are willing to step up to the plate. But the New Agers and the Witches and the Warlocks and people like Todd Bentley, they're the ones that are going to be vindicated. The Dominionists, they're going to be vindicated most likely. These startups know that their mission began a long time ago during the glory of Lemuria and Atlantis. Now they have returned to fulfill the current Atlantean cycle of the returns of the Dove of Peace and the Feathered Spirit. In their work, we see how carefully they seek always to merge the illumination of the Christ consciousness with the wise teachings of the plumed serpent Quetzalcoatl. Plumed serpent Quetzalcoatl. Yeah. At the end of the Mayan calendar, they say that this plumed serpent Quetzalcoatl, who is a high, high, high level fallen angel, is going to come back. That's what they're all waiting for. If you look at their research... So, this plume serpent thing, again, that's another thing I could do a whole study on. But we don't really have time to go down today. I just wanted to kind of touch on it. And then it says, when you participate in these activations of these stargates, especially if you go there, your DNA and your chakras are cosmically attuned. So, when you go there, in other words, you're going to be, if you think you're demon-possessed now, just go and participate in these stargate openings and get in unity with these people. And then you're really going to be demon-possessed. Intention, it says, is the key. You did not need previous experience or know-how. The love that is in your heart for Mother Earth and certain inner knowingness, this is why you have come to Earth, to help restore her balance and to create heaven on Earth. What a bunch of sick dribble. Satanic sick dribble. These are the qualities we are looking for for the ground crew for this Earth service. You know what, too? You go, you go to Todd Bentley's revival, and you're going to get demon-possessed as well. In fact, the more I research this, 
the more I really believe that people that are going there getting their laid, having Todd Bentley laying hands. Now remember, he's having all these demons and devils that we were just talking about laying hands on him, imparting their spirits to him. And when he lays his hands on you, he's doing the same thing to you. So if you've been up there and you've had this done to you, you better pray and fast and have other people praying and fasting for you that God will deliver you from these demonic entities that you are now probably infested with. You cannot lay down with dogs and not get fleas. And I'm talking from a spiritual standpoint. He is imparting demons and devils. How do I know this? Because I can't tell you how many stories I've heard of somebody that, let's say, supposedly they got healed. It's no different than any of these Catholic miracles I'm describing, or any of the New Age miracles that I've, I've described. And they go back to their church, and they act as what they call carriers. But they're carriers for this infestation. And they're going back to their churches, and they're infesting their own churches, and they were already infested to begin with, if they were in this movement. And then that same laughing, uh, nutty thing starts to overtake that church. So they're carrying it all over the world. I, talk, I do a, a quite a large presentation on the avian flu. And I, say, and I talk about, right now, the potential to spread avian flu is so much greater because back in 1918, when the Spanish flu of 1918 happened, we didn't have planes we could get on and just zip anywhere we wanted to go and these types of things. But now we have the capability of doing that, and as a result, the pandemic will spread quick, quicker when it does happen. It's no different than this. This is being carried back to all these respective churches, and they were already apostate, but now they're really going to be absolutely apostate. So going back to the original, original article, I said all that to kind of set the stage and, and get you to understand what this whole thing was about with these stargates and portals and things of this nature. Peter Wagner evidently is chosen by the government to supernaturally open the portal to the nations. This group of respected Christians is nothing more than full-fledged occultists of the highest order. They are gathering people and working their powers of darkness to open the door of the church to snatch the souls of Christians and to turn them into spiritual zombies and to prepare them to receive the Antichrist. I couldn't have said it better. Again, Peter Wagner is the one chosen by the government to supernaturally open this is called the portal to the nations. See, this is really, really important to these high level charismatics. Opening these portals. It's really, really important to these new age occultist witches that I just talked about called the Stardoves. It was really, really important to Aleister Crowley and L. Ron Hubbard. Huh. Maybe there's something to this. Maybe it's something we should pay a little bit of attention to. But he's saying it right here. This group of respected Christians is nothing more than full-fledged occultists of the highest order. They gather these people together in Lakeland, working their powers of darkness to open the door of the church to snatch the souls of Christians. They hunt for souls. They turn them into spiritual zombies and prepare them to receive the Antichrist. It's exactly the point. And then they become walking billboards to recruit others. And then he goes on to say, Please do pray for the ones that are sticking their necks out to expose this powerful satanic conspiracy of the, quote, open up the heavens and let the, the forces of the, the 
of the demonic demons enter into our world, which is exactly it. That's what they're trying to accomplish. He goes on to say, Believe me, these demonically oriented people are praying for our deaths. Did you think about that? Remember what I said earlier? That, that uh, was it Bob Jones, where he was talking about the uh, this poison's going to stop? No, it's not. God's always going to preserve his remnant. The poison against Bentley, they believe, is going to stop. Oh, is that right? You know what I say to that? Let God be true and every man a liar. That, that really fires me up when I hear that. <laughs> Knowing also that they're praying for our deaths. May their own tongues fall upon themselves, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God. These people are beyond redemption. They have had their consciences seared with a hot iron. They are Satanists. May their very own tongues fall upon themselves. If it be possible, I pray their souls be saved. But I don't believe it's possible for most of the people that are doing this to be saved. They have crossed the line. They're wicked For the most part. But they're praying for our deaths. Now I'm not saying two, right, two wrongs make a right. We go around and try to kill them. Or I'm not saying that. okay? But there are scriptural precedences for praying and precatory prayers. And I believe this is a time that we should do that. Continue to pray for the little sheep that are being ensnared by these wolves in sheep's clothing. The wolves are in the sheep's pens because the many pastors are spiritually blind in backboneless. I added the backboneless in. I know that's not exactly proper English. And if the blind lead the blind, they'll both fall into the ditch. And that's what's happening. The blind are leading the blind. They're both falling in a ditch or a pit. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Going further, this is an article entitled Todd Bentley, The Dark Night of the Soul. The Kundalini Awakening. The Dark Night of the Soul. Todd Bentley's sermon on June 22nd, which was like a week ago, 2008, in Lakeland, was called The Dark Night of the Soul. Sounds like a nice Christian theme. That was the title of his sermon a week ago. His emotional, dispirited talk was sprinkled every other word with I, me, my, pain, hurt, inner feeling, bad memories. Oh, really? Huh. He was talking a lot about these types of things. Now, before we had talked about, in the other thing... Uh, where we had documented, and I gave you the news articles. I thought I had copied that, but evidently I didn't get that. I had given you the news articles where we had... Um, here, I think it's right here. No, I don't have it. I'm sorry. Anyway, we had documented where Todd Bentley was thrown in jail for 18 months for molesting a 7-year-old boy. And... Uh, when he was 14. 
And he doesn't like to talk about it because it tends to hurt his ministry. Yeah, I, I guess that kind of thing would. And then a lot of people would say, oh yes, but he's repentant. Oh yeah, he's really repentant. We can tell that. Covered head to toe in tattoos, demonic piercings, invoking angels, Emma, Emma O, one of the angels, all of his other angels. The other day he was calling down these angels to, to, uh, for retribution against these people speaking against his ministries. His ministry. So understand that they're praying heavily against the true remnant that are exposing this. Heavily. As a Christian, that shouldn't, that shouldn't do anything but fire you up more. It's a war. It's a war. We battle not against flesh and blood. We're battling against the princes and the principalities and the rulers of wickedness in high places that emanate and operate through these false ministries like Todd Bentley or Bob Jones or Benny Hinn or any of this. And we're supposed to be good soldiers and we are supposed to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. It's a war. You battle on your knees. Prayer, fasting, these types of things. Exposing darkness through charity. Fruits of the Spirit. Remember, the weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. They're not carnal. They're not like we go out and chop somebody's head off. They're not carnal. But mighty to what? The pulling down of strongholds. What kind of strongholds? Physical? No. Demonic. Fallen angelic. Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Why do you think Jesus said those things? We have more power than we think if we exercise the faith to use that and believe the word of God. Quote scripture. How did Jesus Christ deal with the devil in the wilderness? He quoted scripture back to him. It's pretty much what he did. So that's our... That's our um, Example. So yeah, um, Todd did this sermon the other night, and he talked about going through the dark night of the soul. So this man that's writing this, or lady that's writing this, she said, when I typed in the phrase into Google, how surprising to find that he was talking about the phase of consciousness raising process associated with the Kundalini awakening. Now we're going to be talking a lot more about the Kundalini most likely next week. But the Kundalini, which is the serpent spirit that the New Agers believed is coiled at the base of the spine, has a lot to do with the chakras in the New Age. This is what one of the main spirits that Todd Bentley is deriving power from and through. The website mystic.org, which is a you know obviously a bad site, but it says the dark night of the soul. Sounds like a threatening and much-to-be-avoided experience. Yet perhaps a quarter of the seekers on this road to higher consciousness will pass through the dark night. Higher consciousness? Yeah. So you got to go down this road in order to pass on to higher consciousness. Isn't that what we were just talking about with these Stardove people? They're trying to open up stargates? They're doing this so that they can achieve a higher consciousness? Huh. Doesn't that kind of sound like what Satan told Eve in the Garden of Eden where he said, you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil, and these types of things? Wasn't that the carrot that Satan, the serpent, hung out before Eve? You shall be as gods? She wanted to be that way? Satan hasn't changed his tactics. 
Then it goes on to say, it says, while the term dark night of the soul is used broadly, its general meaning in the field of higher consciousness is a lengthy and profound absence of light and hope. In the dark night you feel profoundly alone. Hmm. That was what Todd Bentley was talking about. Now, evidently, Jesus Christ is not our hope anymore. Our light, no, he's none of that. It, we, it's he's, he's absent from you. But Jesus Christ said, Behold, I will never leave thee or forsake thee. I will be with thee even unto the end of the world. Huh. Wow, that kind of contradicts the Bible. Well, pretty much everything about this guy's ministry contradicts the Bible. Lay hands suddenly on no man. Hmm, remember that one? Let everything to be done in decency and in order. Oh, well, that's kind of out the door there too. Wow. Flee all appearance of evil. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Oh, wow, all those Bible verses. That doesn't really apply to Todd. Oh, it doesn't matter because he's doing a new thing. Yeah, new thing for Satan. We go further. Polytheism is seeking after other gods or believing that all pathways lead back to God. This has captured the imagination and the spirits of many Christian leaders. They are boldly teaching this blasphemous air to unsuspecting church-going people to seize upon them for the one-world religious system that is being formed for the Antichrist. Jesus is left out of the picture, or he is, or if he is even mentioned, he is another Christ, another gospel by another spirit. They're also using, these, these ungodly Christian leaders are also using the power of mass hypnotism and neurology and psychometrics and the kundalini awakening of the Eastern religion to bewitch these Christian churches. They, they, I saw a video on this the other day. They were talking about how do we get everybody in the right state of consciousness. Well, first you've got to have your Christian rock band playing the right music. That's the prerequisite. Get everybody in the right mood. You've got to have that going on for a long, long time before you can work these people up into the froth and the lather that they need to get into to really act like demon-possessed madmen. You've got to have the right ambiance, right? It's true. Now, the next part is uh, called the New Mystics and the Kundalini Demons. And there's a link that they provide here by John Crowder. Now, I just put out an email on John Crowder this last week or so. I have never, ever saw anything as blasphemous ever in my life as I have in these John Crowder videos. And in this particular link they give, John Crowder ministers with Todd Bentley in the Lakeland Revival. Now I think that, I went to the site and I couldn't find the video. They might have already taken it down. But evidently John Crowder and Todd Bentley are linked up. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Now, I'm going to go right now to the little excerpt I put out on my email this week. And it was entitled, High Blasphemy, Taken to a Whole Other Level. Second Peter 2, 17-19 said, These, these false devils, these false ministers, are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. This is the end of Todd Bentley and John Crowder and Benny Hinn, and so on. For they speak great swelling words of vanity. It's true. It doesn't line up with the Bible. 
but the great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh. It's exactly what we're dealing with here. Through much wantonness, those that were clean escape from them that live in air. While they promise them liberty, they promise them liberty, do whatever you want, you know. Pretty much do whatever you want. Bible doesn't apply anymore. God's doing a new thing. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. I've said that verse several times over the last few weeks. These people are being overcome by the demonic impartation of Todd Bentley and his wicked ministry. They're being overcome. And as a result, they're, they're brought into bondage. And that bondage blinds these people. And ultimately, sears their conscience as with a hot iron. Because they have given heed to seducing spirits in these doctrines of devils. This is unlike, I, I wrote a comment here, this is unlike any blasphemy and strong delusion I have ever witnessed in pseudo-Christian charismatic movement that is totally submersing itself in the contemplative Catholic movement. This has a lot to do with Catholicism. This John Crowder guy actually dresses up like he's a Catholic friar monk. Many times you'll see him in this outfit. I mean, he's got the whole hood and everything. Okay. This is without a doubt the most grievous thing I've ever seen in the Laodicean apostate church. Now, I've been doing this quite a number of years. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Ever. I would almost say by far, this is more worse than anything I've even seen going up in, up in Lakeland. Now, it's going to degenerate to this. I really believe that ultimately, you know what this is going to really degenerate into eventually? Orgies. They're going to actually have orgies in the churches. And they're going to say, they're going to say just like they did in Jeremiah 7, but we are delivered to do these things. We are delivered to do these things, these abominations. We are holier than thou. If you, let, if you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. The first link that I clicked on, that I put on there, was the Holy Ghost House Party. And the caption for the video read, now this was promoting the video. This wasn't somebody exposing it. This was somebody promoting it. And again, if you looked at the comments underneath, most of them were all positive. Oh yeah, you know, great. This was filmed, this Holy Ghost House Party, at Abundant Love Christian Fellowship in Washington, D.C., it's a church, Abundant Love Christian Fellowship of Washington, D.C., featuring guest ministers Ben Dunn and John Crowder. Ben Dunn is like his musical sidekick, this John Crowder guy. He plays the drums and gets everybody in the right mood, you know, what we talked about earlier. You could almost call this a Christian rave. Now, a rave, really a little bit after my time, is like, I guess, where they get together and they have these parties and, and everybody, they play this music and they dance and everybody's doing drugs, things like ecstasy and all kind of drugs and everybody's just whacked out. It's called like a rave, a rave party. I may not be doing it justice with that definition, but I think that's the essence. And then it says, in this thing promoting the video, it says, warning, if you are too religious or don't want to have fun in church, this video is not for you. But if you want to drink more of the new wine, enjoy. 
I watched this video. I clicked on this thing, and you, and you can click on it too. I've already sent it out, or you can email me. I'll send it, resend it to you. They're in this this church. It's at, it looks like it's at night, and, and John Carter's there, dressed up in his big monk outfit, and he's walking around there. The music's just blaring. He's walking around, and he's laying hands on people, and he's and he's pouring them shots of Catholic holy water. And he, you know what he calls it? Godka. Like vodka. And it looks just like vodka. Because vodka's clear. Like, clear. So, he's got this thing, and he holds it up. It's, it's a cow, and it says holy water. It's from the Catholic Church. And he's filling these, and these people are drinking this stuff. And seemingly getting wasted from drinking this. Now, like I said, the devil can meet you at your need. Whether this was, whether there was any real alcohol in this, I don't know. But these people are acting whacked out of their minds in this video. Then, he goes and he pulls out his pipe. His baby Jesus pipe. And it's, it's, it's a little baby Jesus pipe that you would smoke pot in. So he's token on this baby Jesus pipe. And it doesn't look like there's any smoke coming out. I don't know whether it's just something symbolic or what. But he's token on his baby Jesus pipe and he's blowing it on people and... And, you know, they're falling out in the spirit and these types of things. Then he did a video, which was a spoof video, where they were all in this car getting high. And in the car, they all had the windows rolled up. And the car was just filled, and this was real smoke. It was filled with smoke. It was a parody. This video was a parody. And they were smoking, it looked like pot in the baby Jesus pipe. And this cop comes up and taps on the window, and ultimately, they end up befriending the cop, and he ends up getting high with them too. And this is called, they call this getting high on the Holy Ghost. Then, they go, I'm not making this stuff up, you can watch this. Then they go, and they, they start talking about mainlining the Holy Spirit, where they're actually taking, and, and, they're, and they're rolling up their sleeve, and you know how a drug addict would take, his, would take and tie off with a piece of elastic so they could get a vein, you know, they're kind of like doing that, and then they're like making like, they're, like their um, fingers a needle, and they're injecting the Holy Ghost, supposedly, into their arm, and they're getting high like heroin on that. Now... There's got to be some type of seriously nasty demonic spiritual exchange going on here. It is so blasphemous. And it's just... I, I never ever saw anything like this in my life. Ever. And this is a guy that is affiliated with Todd Bentley. And I think he might have already been up there. Or down to Lakeland. And then I have two videos where John Crowder and on the ecstasy of God, and he, he talks about the ecstasy of God. They relate these terms very, very, very sexually. Very, very, very sexually about Jesus come to me in this very, very sexual way. It's sickening. Just stinking sickening. And when he's talking here, he's on stage, he's in a big church. He's, he's just... He's... And, He's interspersing this with, like, all the stupid stuff that's coming out of his mouth. And he's just wasted. He just looks like he can barely stand up. He's so wasted. Every time you see the guy, he just looks like he's whacked out on, on drugs. So, in this next video, it's called Whacked Out Individuals. 
it says, um, this is Satan's glory being released from the hotel foyer in Israel. He was in Israel, and he's, he's in this hotel foyer, and it says, he's there, and he's in this chair, and he's got his baby Jesus pipe, and it says, we're huffing olive wood from the Garden of Gethsemane. So he got some olive wood from the Garden of Gethsemane, and they're trying to smoke it, evidently. Crowder then says on a video, I will... Um, uh, put out, it says, and we've been snorting some dust from the tomb of our Lord and Savior. We've been smoking baby Jesus. So they evidently went into the tomb of Jesus Christ and got some dust and they snorted it. Or at least that's what he said they were doing. Smoking wood from the Garden of Gethsemane with the J baby Jesus pipe and then snorting some dust from the tomb of our Lord and Savior and smoking baby Jesus. It's going to get worse. I, I never thought, I, I couldn't, you can't think, I, I wouldn't have ever thought of ways to blaspheme like they've done. It's like they're trying to come up with new and unique and creative ways to be as blasphemous as they can possibly be. Then, we go further, John Crowder refers to God as Jehovah Juna. Jehovah Juna, and puffs the Holy Spirit as a joint, like a marijuana joint cigarette, and they get drunk on Godka at the Holy Spirit, quote, slosh fest. They call it the Holy Spirit slosh fest. This talk is, is not about being contemporary and with it, or even the California Jesus Revolutionary. It is about being irreverent and lacking the fear of God or the respect of His person and His power. Can you imagine the judgment on these devils? And then I have this next video. Next, Watch the next video where his associate smokes Jesus, the Jesus pipe, passes the joint around, Note too around the 450 minute mark that this demonic manifestation, that this is a demonic manifestation, that this is not the Holy Spirit, is demonic, not to mention beyond mocking. Now Psalm 64, verse 7 through 10 says, But God, and I said this earlier, but God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. If God would do this to these devils, these unrepentant devils, what is their fruit? All that see them shall flee away. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of His doing. That's what we need to happen, isn't it? Or should we just let this, pray this goes on and continues and more people get taken to hell? Jeremiah 5, 26 and 31 says, For among my people are found wicked men. I can't imagine a better example than this John Crowder. They lay wait as that set of snares, they set a trap, they catch men. If you're caught in Todd Bentley's trap, or Benny Hinn's trap, or John Crowder's trap, you better flee. You better flee. Especially if you're hearing this today. Because God just doesn't give you infinite chances to, to repent and, and, and to get right and to get out of this. He doesn't. There's, there will come a time where the Spirit will not strive with you anymore. The Holy Spirit will not always strive with man forever. It's not going to happen. And then all of a sudden, you know what? I just don't have any more conviction about it. 
I just, I had, a, you know, I had a conscience before that I really needed to get out of it, but I waited, and it's kind of funny. I don't have any conviction anymore. Well, you've crossed the line. You're done. There's no hope. None. None. Your conscience has been seared with a reprobate mind. You have been turned over to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. There's no more hope. The Bible says, pray not now for this man. Where it talks about that in Jeremiah 7, Jeremiah 11, and Jeremiah 14, and 1 John 5. Pray not thou for this man. I, I, see, if you see, if you see a sin that's unto death, you should not even pray for it. When they've crossed that line, and I, and I know we're not God, we can't make that judgment, not every time, but I know somebody like John Crowder, I know he's crossed the line. I know Todd Bentley has. There's no hope, I believe, for this. Now, I... You know, again, can I be 100% dumb? I pray to God that, that if, if it would be possible that they would get saved, they would. But I don't think it is for the most part. Narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal, and few there be that find it. Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and there are many that be there go thereat. For among my people are found wicked men. They lay wait as he that setteth snares. A snare is a trap. They set a trap. They catch men. Who are they catching the men for? Satan. As a cage is full of birds, so are the houses full of deceit. Isn't that all we've talked about today is deceit? Therefore, they become great and wax and rich. Well, people say, well, how could they be prosperous if, if, if they weren't of God? Because it says it right here. Therefore, they become great and wax and rich. Jesus Christ... The Bible says the Son of Man had nowhere to even lay his head. Most of the apostles and these types of people died in poverty. I'm not saying their needs weren't provided for. I'm just saying they weren't walking around, you know, rich. Not rich from a temporal, carnal standpoint. Then it says, they are wax and fat. Yea, they shine. They overpass the deeds of the wicked. They judge not the cause, the cause of the followers. Yet they prosper. The right of the needy do they not judge? Shall I not visit for these things? Oh, God's going to visit. And it's not going to be pretty. That's why you need to get out of this stuff now if you're in it. Wherefore, come out from among them and be not partakers of her plagues. Come out from among them, my children, you know. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. It says they're going to prosper. They judge... The right of the needy do they not judge? They don't care about anybody but themselves. That's what it boils down to. Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? See, it's not just going to be Todd Bentley. It's going to be the nation that he's in. And if anybody deserves judgment, it's America. A wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely. Well, that's all we've pretty much talked about today. And the priests bear rule by their means. So see, the prophets are saying this thing, and the pastors are confirming it, and they're just they're just sit, stay, at, at bare minimum, they're standing silent, doing nothing. At maximum, they're participating with it. And then it says, And my people love to have it so. And what will you do in the end thereof? Now, going back to Crowder's website, I went up there last night to check this guy's website out. 
And I looked at some of the posts that were in his website. These people that were posting. He has a MySpace thing. This one lady, her name's Pastor Milena. She looks like a supermodel, but she lists her age at 70 years old. I went up to her website, and she uh, has some apostate ministry, and evidently she called him Pop-Pop Parsley. Rod Parsley. Evidently that was the church she came out of. She called him Pop-Pop Parsley. Well, this is, this is what she posted on John Crowder, the guy that was token the, the baby Jesus and, and mainlining the Holy Ghost and, and all this other stuff. This, that's what they said they were doing. She posted this on his website. This is a pastor. She says, hey, I have not been to any of your drunk fests yet, but I will, exclamation point. Then she says, keep token the ghost. The Holy Ghost. Token? Token is like when you, when a pot smoker takes a drag off a, off a marijuana joint. That's what token means. In that particular vernacular. So she's telling him to keep token on the Holy Ghost. Then she says, then she says, we have the same dealer, yeah? Like we have the same drug dealer for the Holy Ghost. Which evidently they're referring to as Jesus. Shall not I be avenged on such a nation as this? As God says? Doesn't, you know, you should get righteous and indignant. You know what, like I said, funnel that anger into prayer. Cry out to God in an angry way. I'm telling you, that is when you can really move mountains. I've seen it happen. Now, I don't mean you do this for self-centered means. I don't mean you do this so, so, you know, you can, for your own selfish means. I mean, you're righteous and indignant about something. Be ye angry and sin not. This should be grievous. This should vex your righteous soul from day to day, as I talked about what happened a lot in Sodom and Gomorrah. It should. Cry out against it to God on your knees. This is pure blasphemy. The souls under the altar that were beheaded for their witness in the book of Revelation cried out to God, How long, how long will you not avenge our blood? They were crying out against it. Then she goes on to post her second post, which says, this is this pastor, woman pastor, she says, okay, now blow some second hand on my pick, and I will receive, and I will receive a Holy Ghost contact buzz. Now, let me define what that just meant. I'm mean, a lot of you know what it meant, but a lot of them don't. She wants him to take his baby Jesus pipe and blow some secondhand smoke on her picture, which is on the internet, so that she can receive a, a Holy Ghost contact buzz. Now, what a contact buzz would be like is if you were in a car where everybody was smoking pot and you didn't take any, you didn't smoke any pot with them, but yet you got high at the same time, it's because you're in the car with the smoke and you're breathing it in. That's called a contact buzz. Remember, I came out of a worldly background. This is this. I understand what this means, but a lot of people don't. And if you don't, that's a good thing, because you haven't been exposed to this. But she wants Crowder to blow this 
smoke from the baby Jesus pipe on her picture so that she gets what she terms as a Holy Ghost contact buzz. And then she says, unbelievably after that, she says, I am serious. Blow on my pick. With about 15 exclamation marks behind it. She's serious. She's not kidding around. Have you ever seen rank blasphemy? The lack of reverence for the Lord Jesus Christ? The fear of God? Truly, God is long-suffering and merciful. Then, another guy posts, and he says, and this guy has a picture of himself, and it looks like he's, he's got his Bible with his with his, um, you know how the Bibles have the, uh, the strings a lot of times in them? The nicer Bibles? He's got, it looks like he's got the string from his Bible and it's in his mouth and he's making this really stupid face and you can kind of see the Bible in the lower part of the picture. He's making this real dumb looking face. That's his, that's his, how he portrays himself on MySpace. And he said three days, so evidently it's been three days since he's been to Crowder's thing. Evidently, he went to one of Crowder's uh, meetings. And it says, It's been three days since the Manifestation of Glory conference. And I'm still so whacked up. Still smoky, toky, bonga, shoga. We're all still whacked up. What a holy buzz. End of quote. I'm not making this stuff up. This is the this is all related to Todd Bentley as well. This is where it's going to degenerate to with Todd Bentley, if it hasn't already. So I'm going to go ahead and end that part um, here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and end it here um, with a word of prayer, and we've got quite a bit more to cover, and I'll just go ahead and finish it out, everything for next week. Um, Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that you've given us. We praise you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy. And Lord God, I just pray that you would apply the truths that we know, Lord God, to our lives. And that, Lord God, you would use the body of Christ, your remnant mightily, for your glory. That through us, that you would lead many people to the Lord Jesus Christ. That you would forgive us for any and all sins that we've committed in any way, shape, or form. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We just praise you, Lord God. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. That, Lord God, that you would give us the mercy, Lord God, to always be merciful unto others that have sinned against us as well. Lord God, that we would have the right heart in regard to praying about these situations of these wicked people that have deceived and deluded many, many people, Lord God, and that they're ultimately taking them to hell. I just pray to God in the name of Jesus Christ that thy will be done, that, that these devils would be exposed for what they are, and that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God as a result of the judgment that is coming from your hand. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray, Amen.